friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. I'm your host, Rachel. Today, if you could see me, you would see that I have a big pitcher of water, a dropper, and a cup, and a bucket to hold it all. As I place the cup inside of the bucket, I'm going to start by pouring water. Can you hear that? A little bit at a time. Can you hear that's starting to get pretty full? It's almost to the top. What do you think is going to keep happening as I put the water in here? I'm almost to the top. Oh my gosh, if you could see it, it's completely level with the top. Now I'm going to take the little dropper. I'm going to put a drop at a time into the water. It is almost completely to the top. Oh my goodness, it just went over the top. I kind of made a mess. I'm glad the bucket was there to catch it. So what just happened? The water overflowed. Why did this happen? Well, because the cup was so full. Today we're going to talk about the hardest part of the life of Jesus And it's when he knew what was going to happen to him. See, he had always known, but he was very sad. His heart was so full of sorrow. Sorrow is deep sadness. And the Bible tells us that his heart overflowed with sorrow. That's a lot of sadness. Just like it took a lot of water to overflow that cup, it kind of just came spilling out of him. We're going to see what happened the night that Jesus was arrested. Remember that while everything that happened to Jesus was very horrible, God was in control and was with him at that very moment. I'm reading starting at verse 36. It says, Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and he said, Sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give into temptation. For The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, My father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open. So he went to pray a third time, saying the same things again. Then he came to the disciples and said, Go ahead and sleep, have your rest. But look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. What do you think Jesus meant when he said, not my will, but your will be done? Well, to help us understand, let's think about what that means in our own lives. If your mom says to clean your room, what do you want to do instead? What does God want you to do? Well, God wants you to obey. How about washing the dishes? What do you want to do? Or what does God want you to do? He wants you to obey. Or maybe it's getting ready for church. What do you want to do? Sleep in? Or what does God want you to do? He wants you to obey. 
What you want to do is your will. And what God desires for you to do is his will. Jesus was fully human. Just like we would not have wanted to die, Jesus did not want to die. His will was to not die. But God's will was for him to be obedient, to die so that we may be forgiven for our sins. Jesus chose to be obedient to God the Father, even though he didn't want to. We can never be perfectly obedient to God like Jesus. And because he died in our place, we don't have to. When we trust him for our salvation, we receive his perfect gift of righteousness, meaning his perfection as our own. So we can stand before God as if we never sinned before with pure hearts. Did you know that Jesus was so sad, so sorrowful? Did you know that he didn't want to die? Jesus was fully human, so he had sadness and sorrow just like we do. It's such an amazing sacrifice that Jesus made for us. He knew he would have to suffer a lot of pain. And Jesus never sinned. He was not guilty and he did not deserve to be hung on a cross like a criminal. He knew that he did not have to die, but he did anyway. He was perfectly obedient to the point of death. That should cause our hearts to overflow with love for him. We are forgiven because Jesus chose to be obedient and die for us. Let's pray together to him now. God, we thank you for the amazing sacrifice that you did for us on the cross. Even though you were human and it made you sad and overflowing with sorrow, you still were obedient to God to die for us. God, thank you for loving us so much. And we recognize this great sacrifice you made for us. God, we praise you for the hope that we have because you did not stay dead. You rose again. And we know that as believers, we will one day be with you forever. God, we thank you and praise you in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, the Bible says that Jesus was fully human, just like you and me. And he experienced pain, just like you and me. He became human so that he could break the power of sin and death. And this means that when we trust him for our salvation, we are cleansed and freed from our sins. And that means we can have a relationship with God. And that means that though we will die, we will not stay dead, but we will live forever in heaven with God. This also means that Jesus can comfort us when we're in pain because he experienced deep sorrow and pain while he was here on earth too. It's very important for us to know God's word because it allows us to know his will. And it helps us to remember that Christ died for us and why it's so important. Friends, don't forget how much Jesus loves you.